0: A question Have you ever fired your gun in the air and gone ah? Well, we have twice because we're talking about Catherine Bigelow movies. It's the Bigelow off, and it's episode 49 of Have You Seen. <music> Greetings, Earthlings, and welcome to Have You Seen episode 49. It is another special episode. We've called it the Bigelow off. Yeah, um, I am Kieran Lafort, and uh, there is Tom Webb. Oh, hey. Damn. Kieran Hurtlock of the Fort and Tom Point Breakweb. Yeah. Um, we've called it the Bigelow Off, uh, but there's a member of staff in this building who listens to the show mm-hmm. and suggested, as he left the segment, that we call it the Bigelow Down.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's good.
0: That's yeah. really good. Uh, thank you, Zach. It, this is now the Bigelow Down. Brilliant. Um, uh, this basically came about because uh, Zero Dark Thirty is currently uh, going great mm-hmm. guns when it comes to awards nominations, yeah. Uh, like six BAFTA no- nominations and five Oscar nominations, or something like that, or the other way yeah, around. It's lots. Um, tons. And we both realised with all this hoo-ha and hoopla that we each owned a Catherine Bigelow movie that mm-hmm. we liked, but the other one hadn't seen. And we yeah. thought, why not swap and try and get the reviews in before the Oscars come out in four days? <laughs> and, uh well, four days as of recording. Yeah. So uh, if you if you download this quickly as soon as we put it up, then you'll get to hear our thoughts before the uh, before we find out if uh, Zero Dark Thirty is yeah. going to win anything. Yeah. Um, so I pitched on the Hurt Locker. Yeah. He pitched me Point Break. And uh, which way are we going to do this? I think we'll start with Point Break. Okay, dokie. Let's go chronologically. Yeah. 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 Um, give us a little. Actually, so- no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You do, we usually do this so that. Um, we recap the plot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to recap the plot of Point Break for you. Okay. An FBI agent throws away his career because he can't handle his man love for the bloke from Dirty Dancing.
1: That's pretty much it. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty good interpretation of there it. There we go. Yeah. That's the final note I wrote down. <laughs> that, that, that's,
0: that's the plot. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, the reason I pitched it, well, originally... I was going to
0: pitch it. Keanu as Reeves pretends to be Tom Cruise and runs away from his gay things. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I was I was going to pitch this to you as a double bill with uh, um, uh, what's it called? I don't know. Uh, uh, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys. Bad 2. Boys Two because yeah, of the whole hot fuzz double bill. But I'd watched. Yes, yeah, yeah. I went and ahead
0: and watched Bad Boys Two. Yeah, and what to kill myself afterwards.
1: Yeah, and then. Um, because originally I don't know if I would have done it unless I was going to do it using that concept. And funnily enough, the, when I watched it for the show, it was actually only the second time I'd seen it. I remember watching it and liking right, it. Right. Okay. Um, and I and I really enjoyed it watching it again a second time mm. because it's it's just a really kind of good action movie and it's kind of that. Interesting crossover period between the kind of classic eighties action movies and what became effectively classic nineties action movies
0: where everybody was a bit more touchy feely and villains had motivation
1: yeah, yeah and and they kind of you know they they would take um where whereas you know things like the Rambo movies and commando and all the other arnie films were just your hero hunting people down and killing them and and you know yeah getting to a single goal. We got more kind of interesting plot devices, you know, like Speed and Conair and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Point Break. And people started to kind of pull drama into action
0: effectively, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, yeah, anyway, what, what did you think of it? Um, I'm going to preface everything I say here. It's going to, when I read my notes, it's going to sound like I really didn't like this film. Okay. I don't dislike it. Right. However, I will say, um, I'm probably not going to go out of my way to add it to my collection. It didn't right, make fine. a massive impact on yeah. me, and some of it is downright laughable. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it- it's fine enough, and I can see it's a step. It's a it's a step in the right direction towards those action movies of the 90s. It's exactly, not one, yeah. It's, it's like, like a stepping stone, isn't it? But it's still got one foot planted very yeah. firmly in the 80s, yeah, especially when it comes to, uh, as we talked about, the character names. Exactly, yeah. And uh, the soundtrack and the terrible. Yeah, the
1: relationship between Nick Nolte and Keanu Reeves as yeah, well. Yeah, that's, that's a very, standard issue buddy
0: cop. Yeah. It's not yeah. Nick Nolte. It's,
1: it's Gary Busey. Gary yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what I mean. They're the interchangeable. <laughs>
0: They look the same. Um, my first note actually just says equal billing. Well done. Where Keanu's yeah, yeah. name comes in from one side, comes in from the right and crosses over, and Patrick Swayze's comes in from the left and crosses over. So you get to read both of them. You get to read one first, but then the other one ends up on the, the leading side, side, the side of the side screen. Of saying, yeah. yeah, it's the towering inferno scenario. It is. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> about three minutes in, I wrote: already, it looks like a gay porno. Everyone's <laughs> wet, handsome, and has a silly name. <laughs> It's just when like Swayze's out surfing, yeah. or whoever it is that we're not supposed to think is Patrick Swayze, or we are supposed to think is Patrick yeah. Swayze surfing, and then Keanu's running around in the pissing rain with his gun at the firing range, yeah. Um, and then John C. McGinley uncorks the young, dumb, and full of cum line, which <laughs> yeah. nearly made me fall off the sofa because <laughs> yeah. it, it's completely out of context as yeah, well. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah,
1: he's playing his uh, his kind of um, senior cop role, a bit like um, Al Lee Emery from. Uh, uh, Full Formal jacket. jacket. And yeah, he's yeah. got the, got those one liners and that real kind of put put them down attitude.
0: Yes, yes, he does. Um, I also <laughs> I've also written John C. McGinley has always looked exactly the same. Yes, yeah. All that happens, he looks exactly the same as he does in Scrubs, except his hair slicked back. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't age. Yeah, and in The Rock and yep. in yeah, yeah. everything. Um, a major major point, mm. and I've written this, so I'll read this verbatim. Keanu is fucking terrible. Right, he's awful in this uh, actually that will lead directly into our first piece of listener feedback all right. uh, Kenny Vengeance on Twitter yeah. says uh, Wayne Keanu Reeves says I'm an FBI agent I laugh so hard every time best, Ke- best Keanu line ever even better than whoa in the Matrix <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah I don't think Keanu Reeves really kind of like got any acting credit at all until he did the Matrix because he then, wasn't even close
0: to good until no, then, and no, yeah, even, even then he's it's, not that great. But no. here he's so wooden. There are so, the, some of his delivery is just laughable. Th- this is the, it's effectively that I mean it is the
1: transition between Bill and Ted and Speed, yeah. almost perfectly. Yeah. like bit, right in the middle. Yeah, yeah.
0: there's a, there's a bit where he, um, he where they're collecting hair samples, yeah, from various surfaces to try and yeah. work out yeah. the gap. Yeah, and he. Dudes, it up to try and go undercover with yeah, this, surfer, yeah. and it's like someone doing an impression of Keanu Reeves. So he's <laughs> yeah, effectively yeah. impersonating himself, and he turns into he turns into Ted Logan. <laughs> he does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what? Have I, oh, yeah. I realise this is pre-Google, but mm-hmm. should Johnny Utah really be shouting his ridiculous real name to all and sundry on the beach? Yeah, that's not great undercover work, right there. No. It's a dumb name. It is, yeah. Uh... And yeah, he should. um what have I, I've just got a whole load of random notes. Um, there's a really awful cover of Smoke on the Water. Yes, up. there is. Yeah, it's really bad. And I thought yeah. I thought it was like a copyright-free knockoff, but no, it's an no, actual no, it's, it's actual, an actual cover. Yeah, yeah. The music in this film, in general, is terrible. Yeah, again, it's generic, 80s to 90s transition. It's generic is, yeah. 80s LA rock. Yeah, with a horrible synth synth score as yeah. well. Um. Why don't I put... Is there anything that really stood out and was brilliant? Um, I liked Anthony Kiedis shooting himself in the foot in the raid scene. Yeah. Uh, A Swiftie followed by Keanu Reeves getting beaten up by a naked woman in the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, Um,
1: yeah, it's just... It's it a standard action movie, isn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, it is. It's
0: very standard action movie. Ah, Actually, the most impressive thing, I'll, I'll read this verbatim. Right. It says, Hot damn, uh, Busey's stunt driver can half take a corner. What a slide. <laughs> In the car chase where he just... Yeah. They must have oiled up the road or something.
1: <laughs> Yeah, they do. They used to do a lot of that. They used to kind of uh, slick the roads down. With yeah, it's it, all of uh, it.
0: It's a proper Dukes of Hazard yeah, yeah. slide. There, I, it there, just there are just tricks going. you can do as
1: well. If you if you uh, if you pump the tire pressure up in the back tires particularly, and kind of lower it slightly in the front tires, means the front tires dig in a bit, and the backs really slide. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that was all the old tricks used to used on Duke's house. Yeah. And
0: stuff. Um, we talked, uh, you mentioned last week that you didn't know why this film would be given an 18 certificate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I did a little research. When it was in the cinema, it was a 15, mm-hmm. and which was then up to 18 for home video release. Right. Um, uh It has, And so the DVD you gave me, which would be the original DVD release in this country, was given an 18 certificate. Yeah. It has since been reclassified for the Blu-ray version as a 15 again. Okay. In in two different, longer versions than the one that's on this DVD. Right. And I think I know the reason why it was given an 18. Okay. Because in the foot chase we talked about, which is really good. Yeah. And we mentioned like that sort of stripped down bouncy camera.
1: Yeah, funny enough, I think that that foot chase kind of you can kind of
0: almost see if it was through into Hurt Locker.
1: Yeah, yeah a, yeah, a little bit, you know, kind of yeah. that kind of um, follows
0: through. But yeah, there is a sequence uh, that kind of made me laugh out loud, or the beginning of it did did of it at least, where mm. uh, Swayze in his rubber mask, yeah, uh, is being chased and he uh, runs through a house. He runs out in someone's back garden and he kind of he, you don't see him, but he's lying in wait for Keanu as he runs out through the back door and he throws the family's dog at him. Yeah, and our hero. Catches this dog and then kicks it into the garden before carrying on the chase. And yeah. I think it's that shot as like imitable behaviour kicking. and animal cruelty that would right. have upped it to an eighteen certificate. Yeah,
1: because I remember when when I was watching that again, thinking that was a bit unnecessary
0: massively unnecessary
1: you know And but then I, thinking about it I kind of think it was a bit unnecessary to see in the movie but I guess if you were in that high adrenaline situation where you're so focused and, you're, and if something came at you you yeah. probably would just kind of you
0: know well, I would have had, not, there would have been about no problem it. with him just like throwing, throwing it sign, Yeah, exactly but yeah. you'd very definitely see, see him, him kick yeah. well, not necessarily kick Kick the dog, but you see him kick a brown a, a shape that is the same colour as it's the dog. It's implied that he's kicking yes. the dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. It's, that's kind of it's kind of unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, d- how much of the surfing did Patrick Swayze do himself?
1: Um, I think he did quite a lot of it. Okay,
0: because there is one shot. I know I he work did. Out was... I knew
1: he did all of the skydiving.
0: Yeah, I was going to get onto that, and yeah. actually, let's tackle that first. Uh, turn all the right. page uh yeah the first skydive scene is insane especially mm. the bits where you can see that it's obviously patrick swayze yeah, yeah. um because there's a bit where it, it's kind of it's very close in you can see that it's him and he pulls this shape and does flips yeah for the camera yeah yeah um, he's,
1: he's a very uh competent and yeah yeah good the second
0: skydiving scene is utterly retarded
1: what with the chase down to get the shoot and all yeah, all that. yeah. That is, you pull it first that's, yeah. that, that's why have I turned
0: this to best the I don't plane? know that's
1: stolen almost verbatim from uh, Octopussy I believe oh where um, Jaws jumps out of a plane and Roger Moore follows him without a shoot grabs mm. him takes the shoot off him yeah and then falls and, and in a high t- intense action scene in that Bond film they completely kill it by having Jaws flap his arms brilliant to make it look like he's trying to fly
0: brilliant yeah yeah, Roger Moore uh, Bond films nah. are not good Bond films. <laughs> yeah. They are very bad. Pussy's um, particularly poor. Actually. Yeah. Um, notable only for the title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, The uh, I was asking about the surfing because there's one section where you, I think it's where you initially, where Keanu first sees him. Right. Uh, on the beach. And um, he does this back lean through a wave that's curving over the top, top of him. Right. That looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. I and I couldn't work out if it was him or a double.
1: I don't know. I you like do see that,
0: the face, but the face doesn't look like Patrick Swayze.
1: Yeah, I I would imagine that they, they probably would have had a few doubles in that. Yeah, but I mean, I guess it's like you know, if he was into things like the skydiving and stuff like that, it's not a huge no, uh, no, stretch, it's not a so leap, is it? Because I know Keanu Reeves learnt to surf for the movie and yes. continues to
0: surf today. Yes. Yeah. So I think that you know, um, they Keanu, did do a lot of it themselves. Keanu and Laurie Petty, yeah, the girl Tank Girl. Yes, Tank Girl. Um... Have the same haircut, and I couldn't tell them. I couldn't <laughs> tell them apart in the backlit surfing scenes where yeah, she's yeah. initially teaching him. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like her character she's, really. It's kind it's of not bit, about her character. I don't think she's. She wasn't a particularly
1: good actress.
0: Yeah, she, I can't really
1: remember what, apart from Tank Girl. I can't remember that, what That's it. In. Yeah, really. And um, that's only really notable. No, notable because uh, Naomi Watts was in it.
0: And is it
1: Ice Cube I, who dresses up as a giant bunny? Or it's something? Ice-T and Malcolm
0: McDowell. Ice-T dresses up as a, he's a
1: kid yeah. plays a kangaroo, doesn't Malcolm he? Ice-T, Malcolm McDowell, Naomi
0: Watts. Jesus Christ, what a cast. Yeah. <laughs> what a ridiculous movie. Yeah. Um, how close was Keanu Reeves' face to that lawnmower in the raid scene? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was trying to work out if that was an effect, <laughs> effect or, or, or a trick photography yeah. or if they just went ahead and did it. Or because he's it must like, have been a, like a he's rubber closer, He's closer to that thing than I am to this microphone. Yeah, it must have it been like a rubber terrifying. blade or something. Yeah, like like that, must surely. Um, I think I really only have one more note. Right. Uh which is more about um, how dated this film is. Mm. Three sandwiches and two lemonades for eight dollars <laughs> in LA. <laughs>
1: well um i I get the feeling it's kind of one of those movies that it's it's a it's a good kind of fun action movie that you'd kind of just leave on in the background or yeah it's
0: it's solid it's not exciting enough to be like a an adrenaline pumping action movie although that's what it's billed as yeah and it's not funny enough to be a comedy buddy cop to be a yeah yeah, an action comedy um I did like Gary Busey actually, yeah, um, and I think they pretty much just let him be himself. Yeah. I noted that in his first scene by the way he dives into the swimming pool doing <laughs> yeah. a sideways flip, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and he he probably gets most of the comedy, yeah. Um, well, I
1: think that's kind of his his function, really, yeah, yeah. isn't it?
0: Uh, but no, I I enjoyed him yeah. um, quite a lot. Yeah, it, it's fine but it didn't mm. thrill me and no, it's uh enough. as we said it is a stepping stone between the 80s and 90s yeah in the same way i guess that the first born movie mm. is the yes. is the step between the end of those 90s oh, action movies into um the, the hollywood mountains. shaky cam of yeah of the early 21st century action movies
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah born was the, it was yeah you've kind of well yeah i guess you've kind of got there are significant changes aren't there so you've got Point Break being the kind of marking point between eighties and nineties, and then yeah. at the end of the nineties, you've got the Matrix, yes, and Bourne, and then swiftly followed by Bourne to mm. combine into that kind of more modern, you know lots of martial arts, parkour, handheld, but then then kind of making it gritty and real at the same time.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I guess you know Matrix is a bit more obviously a lot more fantastical. Well, that's, that's,
0: yeah, that's more of the the special effects action yeah. blockbuster, yeah, kind of thing, and kind of reignited. Um, like the martial arts craze if you like. Yeah. Yeah. Where all of a sudden every fight had to be had to be choreographed exactly, by young yeah. Ping, whether it warranted yeah. it or not.
1: But if you look at something like um Casino Royale or Skyfall, that you've almost gone back to the the eighties style fist fights but they're choreographed a lot better.
0: Yes, well and, that was, I think we talked about when we talked, a lot when we talked well. about Skyfall is that the choreography yeah. in that is really yeah, good yeah. and but the camera's not bouncing around no. and you can see what's going on yeah. again. Yeah. Which is almost yeah we're almost back to like Jackie Chan 80s Hong Kong yeah. stuff. Well where- I think
1: that's the thing I think it seems that Hollywood seems to have gone through the phase where the Matrix made it really popular to have highly high concept mm. choreographed stuff. So everyone under- suddenly understood choreograph choreography and how yeah, to film above, it above a barroom brawl yeah and yeah. Then, then we're suddenly like well, hang on we can now apply the filming technique knowledge to yeah, yeah. putting it back to what it was chunky you know?
0: white people probably shouldn't be yeah. doing flips and kicks but I, we can we th- can make a good looking yeah, fight with i
1: think i've said it to you before fists and knees one of my favorite fight sequences is is um another bond film it's from russia with love where um sean connery fights um robert shaw Mm. Is, it Robert Shaw? Is that yeah. the train one? Yeah, in, yeah, in the I've train the, carriage. Yeah, seen, yeah that's And good. that's that's a fantastic fight in a confined space. It's a real mm. it's a real brawl. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't feel like a really badly staged one. And it, it you know, it, it just it's really kind of no, on edge it's, it's, and it feels it's desperate.
0: Too, it's two beefy men yeah. trying to knock each other out by like whacking, whacking each other into yeah. walls and things. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yes. Um Back to Point Break. Yes. Sorry. And the, the titles it received around the world. Right. we we had <laughs> right. a couple of good ones for alternative titles. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Turkey just kind of got a bit confused and called it Breaking Point. <laughs> right. Um, I suppose it can kind of yeah. work. Uh, Hungary uh, called it Deadlock. Right. In Germany, it was Hazardous Surf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Poland, On the Wave. Mm. In Spain, it was They Call Him Bodhi. <laughs> um (laughs) i'm not sure which of these two is the best but in sweden it was death contender (laughs) that's really good and in portugal explosive rupture (laughs) explosive
1: that sounds more like some kind of medical condition
0: it does um i also went and found a couple of reviews off amazon um i thought i figured it would be more fun for these as these are films with quite critical acclaim to just find reviews for people who hated them right um So uh, the one stars weren't very good for Point Break, but the two stars yielded a bit more. Um, So I've got a long one and a short one. The short one effectively does what the long one does, but shorter. Fine. The hero, who has the thankless name Johnny Utah, is played by Keanu Reeves as a former Rose Bowl star with a bum knee who joined the FBI and has been assigned to Los Angeles. A series of bank robberies is frustrating the Bureau. Four robbers who call themselves the ex-presidents and wear rubber masks of Nixon, Carter, Reagan, and LBJ have pulled off a string of bank jobs and left not a single clue behind. Except one. Johnny Utah is given a partner named Papas, Gary Busey, who thinks the robbers may be surfers because one has a tan line. And a strand of hair found at the crime was polluted with the same contaminants found at a popular surfing beach. So he convinces Utah to go undercover as a surfer and try to break the case. This film also stars Patrick Swayze as a character called Bodie. The character itself is part tribal hippie surfer, part criminal, and all over wet and boring Pepsi Max, Pepsi Max advert. <laughs> From clues developed by Pappas, it appears that he and his gang Rob Banks to support their surfing, then move on when the seasons change. Johnny Utah does become friendly with them and even falls in love with Bodie's ex-girlfriend, Laurie Petty, while trying to fit together the case. And then the plot grows truly boring, all the way down to its magical ending on a lonely storm-swept beach in Australia. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> right. It is a ludicrous
1: plot. Wait, I, mean, like, I mean, you don't really think about that when you're watching it. It kind of all, no, all works. But, it is, yeah, but then it when you is. kind of think it's about a bunch of servers that Rob Banks because they're kind of f- be bothered to have jobs It's yeah. kind of like,
0: well that's just stupid yeah. but and then, yeah. actually we did talk about like a um a bad guy with feelings yeah and uh, but uh, really bodhi's only kind of step towards that is he feels bad when somebody dies
1: yeah i mean they do i mean it's only the the final robbery where they kill people isn't it yeah so i mean they they, they there is a conscious conscience there yeah yeah
0: but this is a step in the direction. He's not, Absolutely, he's not yeah, um, yeah. um, what's his name? Ed Harris's character in the rock who has real motivation for his action. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's a villain with like a, with a proper, yeah. With a, a fairly good, solid reason and belief for what he's doing. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas and and also
1: is, a reason that could potentially be seen as a good cause.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. If you flip it around, that yeah, could, they're just going about it in the wrong way. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we essentially get the same re- review again, but shorter. Back, okay. We're going back to Amazon. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is a young new FBI agent. Reeves walk around in Bill and Ted mode. Dull. Swayze is a blonde-haired tough guy slash hippie. Laurie Petty is the short, is the short black-haired love interest. Gary Busey is very good. The action is average and flat. Nothing special. Not worth buying or renting.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the people of Amazon delight and amuse me on a regular basis. Um... I have now I have a review from a person mm-hmm. that I can't find in my notes. Right. Because I am professional. Um now do I do this after? This is actually this is probably gonna work best after we've done the hurt locker. So we'll do okay. the hurt locker All right, and then fair enough. um sure. and then, then I shall read that.
1: Okay.
0: I should probably recap the hurt locker. Yeah, recap away. Okay, this is um a film. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, hold That's on. That's a I've good got... start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the I'm, movies a bit podcast. Over, I'm a bit all over the place. I'm yeah. very much looking forward to the return of the iPad where I can have all my notes in one place. <laughs> um, Okay. The Hurt Locker is obviously a film by Catherine Bigelow mm-hmm. uh, and it's significant because it's the first um, film to win Best Picture at the Oscars directed by a woman. Yeah, First film directed by a woman to win Best Picture That's at the Oscars. Right. That'd be yeah, better yeah. sentence, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, And... uh it also meant one Catherine Bigelow best director and she was the first woman to win best yeah. director
1: yeah she also won didn't she win the BAFTA and the Directors she also Guild won, Association yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah so this was um, this was a big deal yeah very much so. uh, critically lauded and mm. obviously yeah. voted for by her peers as being uh, pretty good yeah um Jeremy Renner plays a man called Sergeant James and he's the new bomb disposal expert joining Bravo Company in Iraq. Uh, he um, is an unconventional sort of chap who's has a lackadaisical act- uh, attitude to his own mortality, shall we say. Yeah. Um, and as I said last week, this is less of a narrative than a character study because mm. all we really do is follow his team yeah. through a bunch of... Situations. It's set during their last, I think it's thirty-nine days on mm. rotation, yeah, before they fly home. Um, mm. And we basically just, well, there isn't really a thread, and there isn't really a, a story that runs through it. No,
1: no, so it's, much, just, not it's, overt, a, it's, it's just, it's kind of just seeing their experiences, really. Yeah. It's,
0: it's just a chronological it's diary. Al- it's almost. almost a documentary acted out, yeah, yeah, effectively. Yeah, um, I like it because of uh, I have hardly any notes for this Uh, I like it because of the tension in the bomb disposal scenes Mm -hmm. Um, mostly yeah mostly that the tension in the bomb disposal scenes Um, and I think Jeremy Renner is very good Mm -hmm. and uh, there are a couple of other appearances that I suppose we will talk about yeah Um, now I thoroughly botched that recap (laughs) right Uh, Tom can start talking and tell us what he thought okay well
1: um, I'm going to show you my notes all
0: right. for this. Tom is showing me a blank page. I That's usually a sign of a good film.
1: I didn't even. I didn't he hadn't even, even written the title. I, know, I didn't even write the title down because I just I just got drawn straight into it right off. Excellent. The I thought it was brilliant. I really thought it was really really okay. good.
0: Because I will confess, um, when pitching this to you was the third time I'd seen it. Right. And I liked it least of all that time yeah i, uh, but I remember imagine, my first yeah. experience watching it. as i said uh, was like in a, in a cinema in japan with 10 yeah. baffled japanese people yeah uh, shortly after it won won its oscars um yeah. and i remember being gripped in the cinema yeah i think repeat viewings will kind of because you know the they take repeat viewings kind of take the tension out of it i think yeah
1: yeah i can yeah i can see that because you know
0: you know he's gonna live exactly yeah sorry spoiler I'm, alert yeah um,
1: i i, I for me, I think everything about it was really, really good. There's only one little thing that I wasn't quite sure about, and that is just his character, mm-hmm. uh, Renner's character. Mm. Where I now, I don't, I don't know much about the American American military, uh, but it does seem to me every documentary I've seen, every kind of American military person I've seen, it is that the uh, the people involved, the people who are in the army and the, the like individual units bond like really closely as a unit and it's all about being that unit Mm -hmm. and it seems to me that i I wouldn't think like a lone wolf effectively like him would do that well or Mm -hmm. be in that position so it seemed to me a little a little bit unlikely that his character would kind of that that sort of personality would be able to succeed in Mm
0: -hmm. that job if that makes sense do you know what i mean yeah but when you see him bond He's only He only bonds with his two immediate team members. You don't see yeah, him interacting not, with no, anyone no, beyond that. that. So it maybe it's like, okay, well, here I found two kindred spirits and we can get on.
1: Yeah, maybe. But I, I don't know. It seems to me that...
0: And we are a unit within a unit.
1: Yeah, I guess. I, I, I would have thought, I don't know. It seems to me that's not the sort of personality type that the American military thrives on if that makes sense it's not yeah, the sort I know of person what you mean. That,
0: yeah do you know what I mean? so that when you yeah when you think average grunt it's not yeah so yes. i
1: wasn't quite sure about that but having said that i thought I, I was really engaged by the character regardless of the realisms of it or not so i mean that was pro- that's probably my only kind of negative thought about it and even mm. then it doesn't really bother me that much mm. i can quite happily you know watch it but i thought it was really really good i, I thought all the performances were absolutely excellent um you know and what I did like about his character was that it, it was like what I the, the scene I really liked was when he was in the supermarket trying to pick cereal. Yeah. And he just can't because he's just he's just overwhelmed by that information he yeah, just yeah. he can't he can't exist in that world. And the next thing you see is him back on the transport starting another year-long tour. Yeah, there's
0: the other the, the other scene that goes in there is when he and um who's who's girlfriend are doing the washing up together yeah and he's and uh, he can't relate to her and he's just telling her this horrific story Mm. from
1: yeah and he's just he's just that's that's his world yeah Um, yeah yeah he's he's kind of accustomed to a life and it seems what i think what i like is the fact that when when he's when he's in the military he's constantly thinking about He's thinking about home and yeah. being in that other environment, but when he's there, he can't function in it and just longs to be back. Yeah. So he's kind of damned if you do, damned if you yeah, don't. Yeah. You know, torn, be- torn between the two yeah, worlds. He's 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 very good, and effectively made to do a certain job. Yeah. Like, he's built to do that job. He, and he says he's, a, he's
0: like, diffused over. It's like eight hundred something bo- exactly, bombs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, a lot. Yeah, That's quite a lot. A lot.
1: Yeah, um, but the the whole thing about you know there's just every scene having that really that mm. real tension i kind of got to the point where the film I was just like can can you really have another scene that's going to have that level of tension and me not get bored with it mm. do you know what i mean because you effectively you kind of repeat similar scenes scenarios well they're not the same scenario yeah. but similar scenes are repeated throughout the movie mm. with the different debom- bomb disposals but all of them have their own unique tensions i think the standout ones for me there were two the, the uh the car bomb
0: Yes, where he can't. Where he's he tearing can't the find thing apart the, yeah. and getting frustrated because he can't find the debtor, can't yeah. find the switch.
1: Yeah, uh, and the sniper. Yes, where they've got where um, where they team up with Ray Fiennes and his yeah. group Yeah, I was Brits. I wanted to
0: talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a massive fan of Ray Fiennes. Right, I think he could be a bit of a. Yeah, knob, for yeah. lack of a better phrase, mean, yeah. he's, he's a pretentious actorly type. Yeah, I really enjoyed him in this show. I, thought I just really liked was... him to just, just being a bit of a posh boy dickhead. Yeah, but where the... he runs, where the two guys they've captured run off. Yeah, and he's like, he remembers the reward for catching them is like dead or alive. So he runs after them, shoots them, and then runs back <laughs> to the fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. The um, I again, I think my two favorite performances by Ray Fiennes, I can't eff- I suppose the other one's more of a cameo, less of a cameo Mm. and a bit more of a meaty pot, is is this, Mm. and um, in Bruges.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, he's just playing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I found those two scenes really kind of um Where they're just waiting tense. for ages and yeah, ages absolutely. for a glimpse yeah. of those guys yeah. to shoot them. Yeah, yeah exactly. And that, I know I've I know I mentioned it on the show before, but it reminded me of that reality show I've watched, Top Shot, where they yeah, do the things, yeah. you do love some Top Shot. I do love that, yeah. And um, that, that sniper rifle is one of the weapons they've done stuff with. <laughs> so I was kind of like, oh, I know that. And, um, you know, they do, I mean, I've seen them on that, like do shots that are like a mile, mile and yeah. a half. And it, it's amazing what, Mm. people can do so watching that it was kind of like I, I kind of knew the scenario because I knew what Renner mm. was doing as the spotter and I knew what the other guy had to do so that kind of was really interesting and I, I liked that and then you just get that moment where your the third team member spots the guy on the train tracks from behind Yeah, and yeah, Renner's yeah. just like deal with it yeah, yeah, and he's his the shot and he just goes good job he doesn't yeah. even turn around he yeah, just yeah. knows that the guy's yeah. Done, it, done a good job you know I thought, I thought his, car- that, mm. his character his character is the guy that's kind of slightly losing it a bit and
0: yeah that was an angle I felt could have been explored a bit more yeah, but could have descended into horrific cliche. Yeah, because we've seen enough of we've seen enough. War makes you crazy. Movies, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that was. Although the thing. I did like the doctor deciding he was going to come out to the field. Yeah, and and then just completely fucking everything yeah, up. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure that sort of thing.
0: Because he's a guy in an office and he can't relate to. Exactly. He couldn't relate to the locals on the ground, although he was trying. Yeah, uh,
1: and that was that's the thing is that like you know as much as those doctors and and other people are there to kind of respond to people, he's like I'm. You know, I don't think anyone, unless you experience something like that, I don't think you can know what those stresses are like. Yeah. You know, I I certainly, I I certainly don't think I could understand a soldier with PTSD or you know it just mm. you know it. There's no frame of reference at all. No. You know, and I and I think even if if you're a doctor trying to treat it, I think it must be incredibly difficult without mm. having some understanding mm. of what it what it's
0: like. Um. We mentioned that uh, Jeremy Renner plays the new bomb disposal expert. Yes, we haven't talked about the man he replaces. No, which, uh, which I think sets out pretty well. It does. Yeah, um, yeah. Guy Pierce mm. uh, at the beginning uh, is uh,
1: yeah, and well, well, I, I watched it. To Yeah, I watched it with with my wife, and we were just like, "Is that Guy Pierce? Yeah, is it? Is it yeah, is that?" His guy, yeah. I didn't know he was in this. Oh, he's not.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like. I uh, he's not. He's only for ten minutes. Yeah. It's but hilarious. I like. I like his character because he's very. He's very laid back. Yeah. Towards the.
1: Yeah. He, what's interesting interesting. He's laid back, but he's by the book. Yes. So it sets up what the procedure is for that event. Yes. So you know the moment Renner turns up that he's doing it
0: wrong. Yeah. Or not wrong. But no, no, not, no. But he's He's, he's a di- uh, different attitude. He's. Yeah. He's laid back but cocky with it. Yeah. Yeah. When, and for it, example, for his first one, he walks out and he just lets off a smoke so grenade great. behind him yeah. for the hell of it. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I, what I also liked about that, um, the Guy Pierce cameo is, Pierce. He, Pierce isn't a massive name, but he's. A, you'd say he's a name actor. Mm. Jeremy Renner at this time nobody had heard of. No. And what that first ten minutes does sets up that we've just killed off someone with a name. We could kill off this bloke you've never heard yeah, of exactly. at any time yeah. over the next two hours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think actually the casting of this is really, really good. Yeah. Because, again, you bring in Ray Fiennes and you think, oh, right, okay. And then, bang. Oh. Okay, right. Yeah, Same the two, thing. The, yeah, arguably the two
0: biggest names in the film yeah. uh, have a total combined screen yeah. time of about 15 minutes. Yeah. And they both get killed. Yeah,
1: and it was funny, the comment my wife made to me about it was it's like, she said it's like sitting and watching somebody play Call of Duty. In yeah. some respects. And he's got that kind of same sort of feel to it. And, mm. You know, the same tactics and all that kind of stuff. And mm. she she was kind of like... It, it makes you realise what... How people use things like... Because, compu- you know, using computer games to get people to join the military is quite... Oh, it's established tactic. An yeah. established tactic. Um, to the point where over here, some of the adverts for... Um, I think it might be the Royal Engineers or something like that. You see someone controlling a drone device with an xbox controller right uh and, and it's kind of like well
0: you know transferable skills kids. exactly yeah, yeah.
1: And, it, and so it,
0: it could be bombing brown people
1: yeah and it's this it is very interesting the way that things like that are set up yeah um but now on the whole i thought it was, the cinematography
0: is fantastic yes um, uh, actually, that's something i didn't mention about *Pit yeah, Point break it looks really nice mm, yeah
1: yeah i think um that I don't know. I don't. I didn't look into who this uh, cinematographers were. If it was the same guy or not, but it was. Uh, um, no, they're different people, different people. but I can't remember. But who it they does. Are. You know, it does seem there was. There's a distinct flare visually. Mm. Mm. I think with the Catherine Bigler. I don't know how much of that is her. Yes. Uh, or the or she just chooses the right cinematographers for yeah. the job.
0: You know. Um, On but, the subject you know, of that, I did mention last week the um the close up slow motion mm, stuff. Was, yeah. uh, of Renner's. Is it Rennes first? No, no, it's it's where when guy Guy Pierce. Pierce buys yeah, the phone. yeah,
1: and the rust on the car and yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like really high shutter speed and yeah. high frame rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you
0: can see the, the you can see the explosion. It effectively blows a layer of rust Bustle. off the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the you see the ground ripple and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I really like that. Mm. It was a really nice touch. It was a shame. I mean, I can see why it wasn't used much more because it would have been an overused device. Yeah. The, in fact, one of the only other times you see it is in the when they shoot they, yeah, the they final sniper more, shot. Yeah. And the yeah. and the cartridge of the bullet it just hits the ground. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I did like that mm. technique. And I, I like the kind of, you know, the handheld stuff and, um, the kind of the video look of the stuff on the robot. Yes. Uh, disposal bot thing.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, we like it. Yeah. Should we, uh, hear some people who don't like it? Oh, really? The yeah. one star reviews on Amazon. Yeah. What order should I do these in?
1: I don't know. Whatever you like.
0: Hmm. Okay. Some of these are the, some of these are full reviews some of these are just extracts. Right. Um, this one is a full review. It says on the cover that it's one of the best war movie ever made. It should read one of the worst war movie ever made. Consider that Full Metal Jacket was the best war movie ever made. Avoid this hurt locker like the plague.
1: Right.
0: Was so bored and disappointed by this film that I couldn't even be bothered selling it on eBay. If you want a free copy, <laughs> I'll give you directions to the rubbish tip I chucked it on in disgust. Um, this was on... Don't know why they've written this. This was on DVD in December for good reason. It was rubbish. Written by a woman, directed by a woman, produced by a woman for a woman.
1: That's interesting. Yeah.
0: I don't think that at all. I no, mean,
1: you know, I think it's. I think what both of these films really highlight is the fact that it doesn't, doesn't g- gender doesn't matter. Gender doesn't make any difference to yeah. how you direct a movie as long as you're as long as whoever is directing it is true to the script and the and the story. Mm. That's all that matters. No,
0: not at all. Uh, a relative suggested that I watch this film, so I did, or at least tried to. As soon as the film started, my wife asked what was wrong with the cameraman. (laughs) I explained that it was a hateful technique that filmmakers used to create realism, threat, etc. Sure enough, after about 10 to 15 minutes, I'd had enough, as this sort of technique makes me sick. Literally. Have you ever thrown up after playing Churrock on the N64? (laughs) No? Well, I have. And so for me, this film was like Cloverfield. Unwatchable. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I, d- I have to say, I'm not a fan of lots of handheld shaky cam. Mm. Um, I-, I don't really like it, mm. w- everything we about it. And in this, I didn't feel that at all. I didn't, no. I didn't but, even but notice. But for this, it really. has a
0: reason. You're supposed to feel like you're in yeah, there well, with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think
1: you can overdo that. Yes, know? definitely. It's easily overdone. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, and finally, no, no, two more. Sorry, there's one I can't. I can't. Right. To sum up, I noticed that Mark Kermode said this was excellent. On the same Guardian review, he slated The Hangover. I rest my case. When Kermode starts thinking this is, this is profound without realising The Hangover is more realistic and enlightening, it's time we gave up. That's amazing. And finally, to tie this back into the beginning of Have You Seen, right. just like Team America World Police, without the subtlety or humour.
1: <laughs> I, n- I don't think no. Trey Parker and Matt Stone have ever done anything that you could even remotely call subtle. No.
0: Um, uh, uh, we'll do the alternative title as well right. uh, in Spain it was Living on the Edge right yeah that works in Turkey Fatal Trap
1: yeah
0: in Hungary Bombland right and in Germany Deadly Commando yeah, that's a bit which doesn't make it sound like a bit an film. yeah, yeah. it's a little bit yeah uh, we have a review that was sent in this is the one I was going to do in between and decided to leave to right, after okay. this because Trevor Flattery uh-huh. On Facebook says, "I love Point Break as a total dude film, ironically made by a female who has made almost exclusively dude films." Yeah. And Keanu Reeves has some of the best action movie name has the best action movie name of the 90s. Johnny Utah has some of the most intense chases in recent memory, and Patrick Swayze's Zen vibe works surprisingly well. The Hurt Locker, on the other hand, has some incredibly intense moments. I'll give it that. But overall, I didn't get the hype. Jeremy Renner was good, but his character was an unrealistic <laughs> arsehole with absolutely no regard for the well-being of his fellow soldiers. I enjoyed Guy Pearce's incredibly short cameo. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. We're going to come back to Trevor in a minute. Yes. Because <clears throat> um, he's done a thing. He has. And you get to share the thing. Yes. But um, female directors. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we had trouble kind of thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah. Uh, listeners came to our aid, and I did a bit mm. of uh, digging about as well. Okay, cool. Um, I found um, Drew Barrymore, directed Whip It. Yeah. Uh, Antonia Bird. Yes, face, yeah, ravenous. yeah, yeah. Uh, Jane Campion, of course, the piano. Yeah. Uh, Sophia Coppola, Virgin Suicides, uh, Lost course, in Translation.
1: Yeah, I, I've forgotten. Nora
0: Ephron, who's made an appearance on this oh, show. Right. I didn't know she directed. Sleepless in Seattle, You've oh, Got right. Mail, My Blue Heaven. She directed uh, about eight or nine films. Oh, right. Okay. Um, Anne Hoy, who's a director in Hong Kong, mm. uh, has made 27 movies since 1979, oh. uh, including... Um, oh god, I'm trying to. Remember. I should have written down the names. And I forgot uh, the stunt woman, which was one of Michelle Yeoh's big break right, films, right. Uh, where she suffered a horrendous injury after falling off a bridge. Right, <laughs> jeez. Oh, uh, she went down. She it was an 18 foot jump, right, and she went down between the two airbags and landed on her head on the concrete. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh, and uh, she gave Chae Yun Fat one of his big breaks when he was a TV actor as well uh, in the right. early 80s. Okay. Um. But if we're talking about balls out female directors, yeah. much in the same vein as um, as Ms. Catholic, Bigelow, yeah. Lexi Alexander, who made oh, cruise Street* Punish. slash *Hooligans*, yeah, and, and *Punisher and... War Zone*,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and they're they're not girly films. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, the listeners came to the rescue. Amy Moss on Twitter um, said Sarah Polly, who I believe used to be an actress, uh, and recently directed *Take right. This Waltz*. Oh yeah, I, remember. Um, I didn't see it, but I remember the trailers. For mm. it. And uh, Fraser McCallum on Facebook says, you guys need to check out Red Road, directed by Andrea Arnold, who we forgot about, uh, Rat Catcher, and we need to talk about Kevin, both directed by Lynne Ramsey. All great British films by female directors. Mm. Also check out two films made by Ida Lupino in 50s Hollywood, Outrage and The Hitchhiker. Lupino, like Catherine Bigelow, was adept at tackling traditionally masculine genres. That sounds interesting. And he also says, love the show, keep up the good work.
1: Oh, nice. Good man. Yeah.
0: Um, The final word on uh, female directors, I'm going to leave to Pete Hammond on Twitter. Right. Who said, didn't one of the Wachowski boys just get a boob job? (laughs) Oh, actually. (laughs) Which is true. Uh, Larry Wachowski has had a a sex change. He's now Lana Wachowski. He he
1: is, yeah. And um, I I responded to Pete by saying uh, that... um, The following evening, after he sent that tweet, I was actually filming at the premiere for Cloud Atlas. Right. And I can indeed confirm that Larry is now Lana. Indeed. uh, With ridiculous pink Pink hair.
0: hair. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, We mentioned that uh, our friend Trevor was going to make a a reappearance. Yes. Um, He has sent in our very first audio feedback. Mm. Um, So um, have a little listen.
2: Hey guys, it's Trevor from the Red Herring Podcast, just uh, stopping by to leave you a little bit of audio feedback. I know you said you've never had any, I've never left any, so being audio feedback virgins, you've got my word, I'm going to be gentle as a lamb. Uh, basically, I just wanted to thank you guys for doing what you do and inspiring somebody like me. If it wasn't for Have You Seen podcast, I probably never would have had the balls or the courage to start my own. You guys showed me that I don't have to have a huge bankroll and celebrity friends like Kevin Smith and Joe Rogan to uh, do a successful podcast. I just need to have a little bit of knowledge, do a little bit of research, and have some good friends that are willing to stop by every week and talk about movies with me, since that's usually all we were doing anyway. I do want to throw you a pitch. Uh, Tom and I had a discussion a few weeks ago regarding... uh, Buckaroo Banzai and Big Trouble in Little China. And we were just talking about, you know, those kind of over-the-top, definite product of the 80s movies. And I recommended to him then, and I'm recommending to you now, uh, Don Coscarelli's John Dies at the end. Um, He also made the Phantasm. I know he made the first Phantasm movie, at least. And one of my other favorites of that kind, Bubba Hotep. Which, if you haven't seen that, there's another pitch for you. Bruce Campbell and Bubba Hotep is brilliant. But uh, John Dies at the end is probably the closest thing our generation will come to a uh, big trouble in Little China. Or a, a Buckaroo bonsai as far as over-the-top zany, I-can't-believe-this-got-made-what-the-hell-is-going-to-happen-next scenario. So, that's my pitch. I hope you guys take the time to watch it. Hell, even if you don't review it on your podcast, I just recommend seeing it. But I'll keep listening every week. You guys are always very entertaining, and uh, hopefully you guys listen to us every now and then. I know our podcasts are long, but uh, we're getting better every week. Hopefully by the time we've done 48 episodes, we'll be nearly as polished and professional and classy as you guys, and maybe say fuck a whole lot less, but probably not. Either way, see you next fucking week, guys.
0: That was very nice of him to say nice things about us like that. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, well, I yeah. have to give him another fiver.
2: Yeah, we're very flattered.
0: Um, flattered by flattery. Yes. There we go. <laughs> um, we are indeed um, going to do John Dies at the end for next week.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, I I'd, I think I saw the tra- I watched the trailer for this online and was kind of just like, what the hell is that? I've never seen got, the trailer. I'm I've con- I'm, So I'm kind of... It was one of those movies, as soon as I started watching the trailer, I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. I'm <laughs> intrigued by this, but I, I'm really not sure I want to know too much about it when I go into it, because mm. um, it just seems mm. mental.
0: You see, I haven't seen the trailer, and I know of it because it's from a novel written by a guy who writes for Cracked.com, right, uh, a okay. humour website, which yeah, I yeah you yeah. read. Um, and uh, is, as Trevor said, it's directed by... Uh, Don Coscarelli. Yeah. I worked out how to pronounce it. Nice. Um, who actually directed all four Phantasm films, not just the first one. Right. Uh, and Baba Hotep mm-hmm. and uh early eighties classic The Beastmaster.
1: Oh right,
0: yeah. Um, he wrote and directed all of those. Right. Uh and he I found out that he <laughs> he came across the novel as the result of a of an automated email from Amazon right. as a product recommendation. And I've got a quote. It says, true story. I received an email from a robot on Amazon.com and it told me if I liked the zombie book I just read, that I'd like John Dies at the end. I read the little log line uh, and it was just amazingly strange. I thought, well, this might even make a good movie. Plus, it arguably had the best uh, title in motion picture history. <laughs> um, the synops- I've gone no deeper synopsis-wise yeah. than uh, I've got this off IMDb. Right. This is all I'm going to read. Okay. A new street drug that sends its users across time and dimensions has one drawback. Some people return as no longer human. Can two college dropouts save humankind from this silent, otherworldly invasion? Right. There you go. Yeah,
1: it sounds absolutely mental. And like... um uh, uh, Trevor said in his pitch this, he, he came about mentioning it because we've been talking about Buckaroo Banzai yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and that Big Trouble in Little China was I really hope it's be... more
0: Big Trouble in Little China than Buckaroo well, Banzai because I might kill myself Well,
1: what I, The conversation I was having <laughs> with Trevor was about the fact that Big Trouble in Little China was intended to be a sequel to Buckaroo Banzai Oh God. Yeah, and then and it just kind of evolved and changed and then didn't become Buckaroo Banzai anymore and it just became Kurt Russell Yeah, um, So yeah, I'm Intrigued to see this, and yeah,
0: yeah. So our our fiftieth our episode will be another a, a third the third special in a row. Yeah. Should be fifty fifty, really, shouldn't it? It should have been, but uh, but no, yeah, it will yeah. be John dies at the end. Yeah, no, uh, that's which if cool. you want to. um uh, Watch along with us. Mm. Uh, is available on the US Netflix streaming right. if you have access to that, mm-hmm. and it might still even be in UK cinemas, or is about to be released in cinemas. I the don't cinema think it's come here. out.
1: I think it's about to come out soon. It's, it's in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: So if you do go and see it in the next couple of weeks, send us a review. Yeah. And we'll read them out on a on a later show. Yeah. Um, we should do the plugs and thanks and go home. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's me again, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give you more responsibility on this show. I talk a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, well, you know.
0: My throat's dry. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm out of breath. I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> well, that's not going to make me pleasant to share a room with. <laughs> no. Um, you can contact us on Twitter, at hyS podcast. Lots of people have done that this week. Yeah, no, that's really good. We really do love
1: hearing mm. from people. So please Absolutely. continue.
0: Yeah, otherwise it's just us two babbling at each yeah, other. Yeah. Other opinions are available and yeah, welcome.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, before we carry on, oh, uh, something, it. It no, something, flow. sorry, something Trevor You're said. You're fucking in, with my tea, man. <laughs> something Trevor said in his... Um, Said in his pictures that we should check out Baba Hotep, and I was just said we should both say that we have actually seen that. And I haven't
0: seen I mean, it, no, so then you, that's on
1: my list, must be on my list. So I've seen and, it and I love it, so okay, yeah. okay,
0: I've owned a DVD of that for years and right, years, okay. and I've never got around to watching it. and okay. I was gonna do, gonna watch it, yeah. and then the idea for this show came up, that's so right, I've now yeah. held off for another year right. of not watching okay, it, okay, all right, because I'm a big Bruce Campbell fan,
1: yeah, okay, fine, all right, no, I thought you'd seen it, that's no. why I hadn't pitched it. No, no. I think um, it was on my original list, and then it got. Did you know there's
0: speed. a a sequel in the work? Don Coscarelli is writing a sequel. Yeah, and par- Bubba Nosferatu: Curse of the She-Vampires.
1: Yeah, and I, but unfortunately, I don't think uh, Bruce Campbell's involved. Oh no. Yeah, apparently, um, from what I remember, uh, I think Bruce Campbell tweeted that um, he's really excited that they go ahead with the movie, but they, he couldn't agree with Don Coscarelli about some things. Hmm. Okay. So that was that was interesting. It's a bit of a shame because okay. the first one's good.
0: Can I get back on track? Yeah, sorry. Okie dokie, here we go. Facebook.com slash Have You Seen Podcast um, is how Fraser found us and yeah. how Trevor sent us his missives. Mm-hmm. Uh, HaveYouSeen.net is the, we call it a blog. It's mostly just somewhere I dump the shows for people yeah. to find. Uh, anybody who's not on iTunes can get them from there.
1: Yeah, I think when we get to show fifty, we really need to write down all of the films we've covered because I'm starting to forget.
0: That, yeah, that means work. I don't
1: want to turn up one week and pitch you a movie and you go, "Yeah, we've done that." one <laughs> Yeah, <already." laughs> that was episode twenty-five. Yeah. We can't do that yeah. again.
0: Yeah, uh, and finally, our email address if you want to send us pitches or longer reviews than will fit on Twitter, mm-hmm. or you don't want it to be seen in public on Facebook, and you want to kind of have the first public yeah. airing actually on the show rather than have everybody read it. Yeah, uh, it's podcast at seen dot net. Cool. That comes straight to my phone. Excellent. It should come to yours as well. We need to set that up.
1: Yeah, no, uh, it doesn't. No. Mm.
0: Okay. All right. We'll do some technical things. Speaking Mm. of technical things, we want Mm. to thank our very own technical thing, Alexia Imam, for all his uh, um, wonderful beardy wizardry support. Yes. Uh, And uh, Udbey Productions uh, for the use of this lovely warm studio. Mm -hmm. Next week, I only have one title to remember this week. yeah, It's uh, the 50th (laughs) episode, and it's John Dies at the End. I hope neither of us die at the (laughs) end yeah so do I (laughs) Um, that's it hope you enjoyed the show and we'll see you next week goodbye bye